G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly Eurovision podcast episode. We've just returned back to Brisbane, back home after a week's holiday, Michael, haven't we? That was a lovely time up there on the Fraser Coast. Delightful. It was, it was very, very nice. Now, we do have two cats who are being a little bit needy because we have returned, so you may hear them during the podcast. This is our second take already. Um, but we had a lot of national finals this morning that we still caught, and we're going to start with Lithuania because we had a winner there, Michael, mm-hmm. and we have another Eurovision entrant, and it is... The Roop with Discotech. There's no one here and I don't care. I feel it safe to dance alone. Let this go thick right at my home. It is okay to dance alone. Dance alone, dance alone, dance alone, dance alone. I got the moves. It's not alone. Well, look, it was never really... <laughs> In doubt, was it? I think it always looked like they were going to win. They absolutely smashed the scoring like I don't think an artist has ever done before in a national final. Seven jury members, all 12 points. The public gave it 74,000 votes. The next best, Gabrasi, was with 6,000 public votes. That's all up. They received 87% of the public vote. 59% last year. Huge increase there. Gabrasi second, Voldemars was in third place, but it was all about the route, Michael. Huge win. Certainly was. I mean, probably the heaviest of heavy favourites going in, weren't they? Mm. And I think those figures tell the story, really. There wasn't too much voting going on throughout the heats and uh, the semi-final when you look at televote numbers, etc. But maybe they were just saving their uh, saving their money for the uh, for the route to appear because that is a huge number and to get that percentage um, is, is incredible. And you know what? Thoroughly deserved. It was the standout entry of the entire national final there. You know, probably credit to Gabrasi for being the second best in that uh, in that field. But my gosh, they were just a mile in front. Actually, talking about money, um, Kiriakos, who's been covering for us, uh, did let us know that the cost of the phone lines was going to the entrant afterwards oh. for their Eurovision performance. Oh, okay. So they do think that might have helped push it up even further but it was always going to be that big and they received a large novelty check for five thousand euros as well at the, at the ceremony <laughs> for winning so maybe it was a bit of a fruitful day for the room well it obviously was um let's just quickly touch on gabrasio because apparently you know it was a really good performance mm-hmm. i could see that song winning in a former lithuanian uh, national final a few years maybe previous um apparently he was really emotional in his delivery he was so happy with it. He had to turn his back on like oh. the cameras and was like kind of crying and sobbing. So even though the Roop had this huge win, it wasn't just well, it was just a you know an absolute crowning of them. There was other artists there who got to showcase their their songs. Absolutely impressive young man throughout the entire process. And I think if uh, anything from this process, we found a real artist there who I dare say will probably be back sooner rather than later. One would imagine. Well, in Param. Is now um, they do seem to come back a lot, so I reckon we will see him back again. But uh, I think he'd be a good artist to see. So Root Discotech, we'll talk about it later in our uh, further podcast. But it looks to be a real contender at this point, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, we don't have much of a field, but um, mm. definitely, I think this one has all the hallmarks of being going in one of the favourite group. Um, come, come, Rotterdam. Yeah, it's sort of set the bar early now, so it's Very kind of got to so. be. You've got to beat them. You've got to come out. You've got to get something better than them because they certainly seem to be the early favourite, but we don't have that many entries yet. That's right. 
But we did get another entry throughout the week. This one coming out of Ukraine. This one's Shum by Goey. Well, probably not a tune unfamiliar to too many fans out there. This was released as a single in late January. However, we were told at the time it is not the Eurovision mm-hmm. song. Hmm, I was a little sceptical on that. But uh, anyway, there was three songs submitted by the band. A um, jury of five people um, from uh, UP, UAPBC mm-hmm. uh, picked this one to be their entry. And what do you think about this one? Um surprisingly good it's like something with a good aftertaste it kind of started and i was like oh you know there's a, the very typical vocal style and what they do as go a which is certainly a vegemite type song you're going to love it or hate it mm-hmm. um at first i was like oh i don't know maybe this is a bit too much it d- didn't have the kind of maybe contemporaneous in a way of last year's song I, well i think mm. because it's very it's much more folky i feel but when they get that kind of almost like not dance beat, but that kind of electro thing going with this folk element, it becomes quite hypnotic and it comes re- becomes really, um, it's got a stickability there. And I end up sort of loving it midway through. Like I went from like, nah, to like, oh, I think I actually really enjoy this. Mm. I enjoyed Solovey last year. And to be honest, I think I enjoy this even more. So well done to them for bringing something, at least to my taste, that is a little better than last year. Um, I'm going to disagree. This is very heavily EDM and electronica um, influenced obviously we have the folk part of it as well it is inspired by a spring ritual folk song in ukraine so they're going to have that folk and traditional element and they are bringing in that that real club edm kind of element so it's an odd mix and you're right it's n- their whole delivery and all their style of music is not going to be everyone's cup of tea but yes. it's certainly going to appeal to some in the market, though. I mean, when I think of contemporary, I'm not sure I think of centuries-old spring <laughs> folk, even if it has a bit of EDM going on. I think that's where I was coming from. Fair enough. But yeah. it will have um, a familiarity with a lot of people because that is quite a well-known um, folk tune that they've kind of used. It's it's interesting use. Mm. Um, there has been a bit of debate about it. But I think there's a lot to work with here. Yeah. I think they had something great last year. We saw Tulio be able to pull off something that was really good live. If you can bring a live performance, this could do really well. If you don't bring a great live performance and work it in, I think it could fall flat on its face. Exactly. I think it is all about the live on this one. Well, they have got a bit to work with as well. It is four minutes long at this point. (laughs) So they'll be chopping that one down. Uh, I believe we'll be getting the final edit and video in early March. So um, keep an eye out for that one. But uh, yeah, look, I think it's a positive thing for Ukraine and go away so far. Yeah, no, well done to them. Coming back with something good. Also, this morning, Dale, mm. it all kicked off in Stockholm. You've it? just been waiting for this. <laughs> We've been much. going through yeah. the motions just to get to this. It's pretty much the reason I do this podcast. Uh, Melody Festival and kicked off this morning. Semi-final number one, our host, Krista Bjorkman, was joined by Lena Philipson out of the... Uh, uh, the uh, what is it called the Annex Annexa or something like that in Stockholm because they're not using obviously stadiums this year we are coming out of the studio so it did have a bit of a different vibe what, did, what was your take on the show in general before we get into some of the uh, results it still felt like Melfest yeah look it didn't have the same magic of being in a stadium and everything like that but really well delivered this, they've always have those segments in like Melfest so yeah. a lot of it is TV studio kind of stuff with some great live performances. 
I thought Lena was really good. Yeah. I think it was. It's interesting to see Christian Bjorkman in that role. Mm-hmm. I found that really. I kind of have to kind of adjust myself to him being in in front of the camera for such a long being, time. For such a long time. Yeah. Normally you get little snippets of him here and there, but um, sort of you know commanding the show. It was yeah, a exactly. bit of a different thing. Yeah, mm. and he had a bit of personality, which is good. Um, I like their postcard use. I like that they're really look. You know, we don't have a lot to work with, but they're doing these postcards and introducing the artist mm. and doing quick quick snapshots. Of um, the songwriters. Yes, that's right. They do this composers by Zoom. And the postcards are based... I think I saw every museum in Stockholm today, yeah. pretty well, much. Well, we haven't seen the ABBA one yet. Surely that's going to appear <laughs> at some time. So, yeah, we'll see. One would imagine. So let's go through the results. Let's go through our first directive finals for the year. Danny Salcedo was announced first. Uh, he performed last of the seven songs. Were you shocked to see Danny go directive final? Not at all. He was ending the show. Um, big name. And... The, it just sounded like it was going to be this big fun camp number, and it kind of pretty much was. There's a lot of disco elements there as well. I really like the song. I really like um, him. He performs it really well. I, I look. I'm going to say that I I couldn't get, really get past the kind of Jamiroquai homage. Let's call it. I won't call it a copy paste <laughs> of, of but, the moving floor. Of the moving floor of virtual insanity, a great song of the late '90s for the children who don't know. I was going to say because there's a whole generation out there that's not going to know that. Of course, and I get yeah. that, but yeah. for me personally, I find it hard to move past it. So I enjoyed it much more when it kind of stopped. And for the chorus and the disco lights came on and at the end when he got out of the box. But you know what? If he can make it his own, I don't think he has really. It just looks like a Jimmy Require song for the lot of it. But mm. same time, great performance. Thoroughly deserved to go through. Exactly. Probably had a bit of a Timberlake sort of vibe, I think, the song for me. And I did quite like the FedEx Depot as a setting for um, for a song that's something you don't often see and a lot of easter eggs in in those what was written on the boxes and stuff exactly. something about Eric Sade and yeah. a phone number on there's the wall there's a phone number that everyone's dying to call we need to find out what's oh, going God. on who's don't, answering the phone I, I tell you when you see a phone number on a wall Michael probably don't <laughs> dial that I would just recommend <laughs> right. moving along quickly let's go to our second directive final which is Avina Mm. They, the boys uh, stole that spot, leaving poor Jessica Anderson stood there at the end. But uh, what did you think of the boys' performances this, uh, this morning? Oh, look, it was really fun. Um, you know, we there's a lot of energy to what they do. Mm. They are, you know, the older guys. They've made the final before in recent years. I like this a lot better. I thought it was just fun and enjoyable. And I, I really end up liking the song, but I like Dated Schlager. It sounded <laughs> like a, a winning song from the 80s who have come back to return and sing it again. Pretty much, isn't it? And I think um, many of the international people don't understand exactly how big Dance Bund is. Mm. And um, these guys, you know, the last time they were here, they got to the final and they got a top 10 hit out of their song as well. So these guys are very, very popular. Mm. A couple of things uh, I loved in this one. The postcard was them, them watching dinosaurs which i thought was very clever <laughs> um, also the a bit of a, a bit of a homage to guy sebastian's uh street lights came out you know very much they looked very much like our street lights in 2015 <laughs> oh, we no, noticed. they looked much cheaper than our ones <laughs> okay. much cheaper than ours but um yeah look you know to be honest some people may be shocked that they got through i was probably thinking more handsome but no that was directed you were shook because we're watching and i was like they're going to get through ahead of jessica Mm -hmm. and you're like no jessica i was like no it's it's good it's going to appeal to everyone it's a big family show yeah exactly and it was going to appeal to lots of people and can i add for the first time since i can under looking at research 2006 i believe tell me if i'm wrong 
the first time two Swedish language songs have both gone to director finale in the same semi-final. Yeah, incredible. So big things for Swedish language there. I know it's a big male fest, but there is some diversity being brought in with the language side yeah. because Sweden's not known for sending Swedish language songs through. Exactly. It's generally the polished English stuff, isn't it? Mm. Let's talk about the two that went to Undershansen this morning. We had Paul Ray, The Missing Piece. What was? What'd you think of that one? I equally enjoyed this. I mean, I'll start on this one. Sorry, yeah, um, I sort of slagged him off last year with his song. I thought it was all a bit of a snore fest. This one, it's probably in the same ilk as far as tempo, etc., goes. But th- there was simple staging, and I thought they used those shapes really, really well, and the camera angles. And ultimately, I think this is a real radio good song. I really like this. It's really won me over. Look, I think it's a pretty simple song. Um, the fact it's it's contemporary, he looks great on screen. He the camera really likes him, mm. and I think they they really feel like I totally agree. The camera shots were perfect. It was really well put together. The song's not amazing. I preferred last year's song, but I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. I was probably expecting a little bit more um, from Paul Ray, probably to elevate this year, and I'm not sure he has. I think he's probably given us a similar level, but a different type of song. But it's the only one there really. I thought I could hear on. Modern radio uh, today's semi-final radio ready, ready song. I expect that one to mm. go off on Spotify and become a hit for him. The other Andreasen uh, act would is Lil Sister with Pretender, our hard rockers. What do you think of them? They come up second. What do you reckon them? I loved it. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I love seeing this diversity of genre in Melfest. They do it occasionally with rock, but to actually go through is is a great achievement. Um, did the heavy metal thing with it starts kind of like almost pop any pop song melodic could do it. rock wasn't yeah. it yeah and then you yeah. go into this really heavy stuff and then he almost goes into like rap it's really interesting mm. and the staging was brilliant you didn't get put off by it um, it all worked together. It was like watching a theatre show. Mm. I thought it was very cleverly yeah. done. You know, it was there was an it wasn't dirty rock. There's yeah. an amount of Swedish oh, polish on this. Hello, exactly. <laughs> but at the same token, the effects they use and the fire and all that sort of stuff did give it a real authentic feel. So, I mean, I was a little surprised the boys got through, but at the same token, well done. It it, it was really good, really it's, really good. It certainly woke you up this morning at five a.m. <laughs> got the blood pumping. All right, I guess we've touched on her. Let's talk about quickly the other ones that didn't get through. Just Jessica Anderson with Horizon. Um, yeah, look, you know, a bit of gnashing of teeth. This one didn't get through. What did you reckon? Big, t- tough semi-final. Really, um, really, This is one of this is a really good entry not to get through. Mm-hmm. I liked how she looked. She looked amazing. Her dress was fantastic. The song, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, it certainly finished really strongly. It couldn't kind of make up its mind if it was something kind of like I don't know. Mid tempo, slightly contemporary, but then the whole thing went full Schlager, Eurovision, Melfest, mm. and it was like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah, I think this elevated in the live for me when I was listening to the Spotify version afterwards. Um, I didn't have the same impact that I got from the live, mm. but um, look, really good vocal from her. I think, you know, it's must be a shame. She came fifth, obviously, would like to know the margin. We won't at this stage, but a good vocal. Bit of a shame not to see Jessica get through, but True. I think you hit the nail on the head. For me, six of these songs could have gone through. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the other two that didn't get through. Natalie. Natalie mm. Birdorf with her song Fingerprints. I, I was so impressed when this was uh, being presented and being sung. A really nice ballad. I thought she did a great job of singing and emoting the song. Look, simple staging, a lot of lighting use and minimal LED use. I just thought this may have had enough, so I was a bit shocked to see it actually finish last in the uh, semi-final. Yeah, I know. Um, I was covering Norway, so I was kind of half-watching Melfest 
during the empty spots of Norway, which is there, there's a few. Um, <laughs> and so this was particularly one that I caught a bit of. And I was like, immediately, like, so far from what I've seen, this is my favorite. Mm. Um, I really liked it. Shot well. She performed well. She looked amazing. But maybe it just didn't go, it didn't grab you. There's, you got to have an instant gratification at Melfest. Mm-hmm. Reminded me very much of Daughter's Cry from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Very sort of similar feel. And I think it just didn't land with the audiences. Clearly not. I think it just lacked a moment. She was fine. It was all good. It was all very tidy. Just lacked a moment to go, wow, I'm compelled to vote. Yeah, it sounds bad, but one note, but one really good note. Yeah. But just didn't do anything else, I guess. Kind of, no, I kind yeah. of agree with you. And we'll finish up with this one. Opening the show was Kariatu with her song One Touch. Um, look, I'll start off on this one, Dale. I wrote the preview article for us uh, looking at this semi final. And I looked back through her uh, idol um, videos because that's where she came from. And the words exceptional singer, I was never going to put in that article because mm-hmm. she isn't. But I mean, I love her presence and I thought it was really really well shot and really well presented as far as the LEDs and the dancers. But unfortunately, I just thought it was too patchy on the vocal today for me. Yeah, look, I think it was patchy on the vocal. I think she has a presence. I don't think she did it very... I think she was nervous Hmm. starting up Melfast. Exactly. Was it her debut? It was her debut, yes. And it's tough. It was a big semi-final. This both goes to Natalie and her. Um, Emma, who's covering um, Melfast with you, just made the point. This this has got a lot of big names in there. These two were always going to struggle. And then if she's missing her vocals... Um, was always never getting out of the gates. But my God, it looked great. And she looked great. And there's still potential there, I think, with her. Definitely, definitely. You're right. It is difficult in a semi-final like this. Very recognisable names. We're talking about a 100% televote process. Really hard for these kids to try and crack it past some of these these names. Yep, totally. Semi-final two will go again next week, Dale. uh, But I'm sure you'll talk about that one a little later. But it's great to have Melfest back. Yes, I know you're very excited. It is yeah. great to have Melfest back. Right, well, let's go next door to Norway mm-hmm. for Melody Grand Prix. We had semi-final, oh, I've lost count now, number four. <laughs> number four this week. But you know what? Um, we had a really good winner, and it was Kim with My Lonely Voice. Kim took out Marianne and Miko with their song um, Pages in the Main Jewel. He'd previously beaten Royan with Circus. And Marianne and Miko defeated um, Landavans Helia as well in the first duel. But let's start with Kim, Michael. Um, what did you think of his performance? Was he de- the deserved winner? Oh, completely deserved. Like, first of all, what a voice this man has. Mm. What a range. What a, you know, when we were presented with the studio songs earlier in the week, I was like, this guy's got a hell of a job to pull this off. And he did it. 
flawlessly, mm. absolutely flawlessly. The the staging was fine, I thought. I was a bit odd with those people caught in the sort of piano wires or whatever they were. I really like that. Like it was a bit literal with the <laughs> well, it was broken strings. And yeah, exactly. Like, like a little bit literal. Yeah, I thought but... LMK had left her harp out there and somebody had walked into it. But um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was a little literal. But at the same token, there's room to grow with the staging on this. Like he just needs to sing that song, and it's going to capture votes. This is going to bleed jury votes in the grand final I think from a lot of other songs because you've got to be impressed with that vocal I'm not and we were going to look this up beforehand and it was probably my job to do but I'm not sure if there is, is jury it, votes oh, in the right, MGP yeah. but I tell you what if there was and if there is he would eat them up mm. and if he were to get the ticket to Rotterdam mm-hmm. this would do well in a jury because God he's got a voice on him oh. I like the staging I like the presence I thought it was great it was much better than I thought it would be I was a bit worried if it would really translate but I think he looked good. I think the camera shots were good. I think the staging thing was well done. I'm sure it will elevate for the final. But to me, it was all... I, soon, I didn't even see the rest before just knowing that he's going to win. Okay. Like I mean, well, Royanne. I hadn't seen her. I'm like, this guy's going to win the whole thing. There's nothing she can do. <laughs> but she was the second best. Um, circus was great. There was a whole lot of circus themes. She was a mm. fortune teller. There was a lot going on. There was like, yeah, lots of... There was a lot. <laughs> Fire eating, bearded ladies, all yep. sorts of stuff. Yep. Total like, you know, par- <laughs> paral- paralysis demon type people in there as well, if you don't like clowns. Um, but yeah, she did a really good job, I yep. thought. I thought. Uh, looking at her stuff previously, she's a very visual artist. So I mm. thought she would bring something to the stage that was going to be visually striking. Maybe the song itself probably didn't deserve to get through, but God, she certainly got gave a performance, which I think the other two, we're going to touch on them shortly, are we? Oh, that's just, we'll go, go through them, yeah, very <laughs> quickly. quickly. Marianne Miko, um, the Sami element was interesting. The song itself was a bit bland. Mm, very. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think, and, like, and I thought the vocal wasn't really where it needed to be, particularly from her. Yeah. She struggled a little bit. She got better as it went on. I agree. And she finished very strongly. Um, also, the boys from Landavez Halia, which is a bit of a super group oh, God. of old rockers with this new guy who's when I brought them together for the song. Really? What do you think of their performance? They look like a pound shop arving, you know? <laughs> it was, mm. and, um, it's a shame they both performed on the same night. Look, I actually thought... In a vocal sense, the boys were very good. Yeah. It all sounded great. I just didn't need to see them. That's pretty much what put me off. If, you know, like, because it did, it came across as a bit of a pub performance, to be honest. And, I'm, you know, I don't mean to be too, totally disrespectful, but that was sort of bunny hopping around the place and high-fiving each other, kind of like it was, they were in some stadium where they weren't. It was just a little bit karaoke. Yeah, it, it was really, really poor live performance of the staging and the visual. It's not about what they look like no. in terms of their, them. But the whole set, there was no staging. There was no narrative. a little bit. Yeah. It was awful. It's the worst <laughs> staging I think I've seen in some time. And that says something. It was, it, you it, just don't want to watch it again. But the song is good. I like the song. I thought they sang it well. But no surprise to not see them get through. Yeah, it was like a bunch of uncles at a wedding kind of singing, like got up and singing a song. But they sang it very well. They did sing it very well. But yeah, I totally agree. Another week where the two week ones were up against each other. I think we're seeing some flawed format again this Mm. year a little bit with this process. I don't understand why they just don't let the four perform. Don't worry about these dual things. And let people vote. And don't overcomplicate it in a way. And I mean, and just get people to vote normally. Because I'm loving (laughs) the Where it works. I'm loving MGP. Hmm. just when I get to the second round of the jewels, I'm just like, just tell me when we get to the result. Yeah. I was watching Melfest until I knew the result came. I was not watching them mm. perform that again. 
All right. <laughs> well, that was from the national finals this morning, but we also had some other news come through last night, and it was from one of the big fives. It was from Germany. They announced their artist, and it's Jendrik um, Sigvart. Uh, he was selected from 100 people in their songs from an internal Eurovision jury, multiple stage process, all oh. behind closed doors, but he's been chosen. Seems like an interesting kind of guy. Um, sounds like a ukulele is definitely going to be involved oh, and he God. seems to have a bit of an obsession with seagulls okay <laughs> well the seagulls I'm okay with I guess groaning about the ukulele is like seriously oh my god I could smack someone over the head with a ukulele look interesting one I don't know anything about the guy so I'm coming in cold is he like a, a former X Factor person he, no like, was no he just he... kind of does his own thing he's a bit kooky and weird okay. um, in a good way um, <laughs> 26 years old he's from Hamburg alright that's about all I got for you at this point oh, alright fair other no. than the song will be released on the 25th of February. So not March. Everyone else is doing March. We're <laughs> going to get him in late February as well. So that's something to, to look forward to. Good stuff. Hopefully we get some seagulls in the performance as well. Yeah, it's, it's the seagull thing was a bit strange. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's, that's kind of the news for the week. We're going to look for the week ahead now. Mm. Um, quite a few things coming up. We've got Monday as always. Norway, the artists come out again. Yes. Four new ones. It's the last week of semi-finals. That's right. Way. Um, Wednesday, we get the songs from Dansk Melody Grand Prix from Denmark. So always, that's something to look forward to. Always a quality uh, national final, I think, Denmark. So always something good to look forward to there. Excellent. And then we move on to Sunday morning, Australia time, Saturday night, Europe. We have the... The Norway semi-final, as mentioned, we have Melfair semi-final two, yes. including Dotter and Antold, Anton Ewald. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And we also have the Croatian national final, Dora. That's right. They have again one off this year, aren't they? Dora? Yep, mm-hmm. one off. The snippets have been released. Mm. But um, we only get the snippets. We don't get the full song until Sunday. So we don't do things that rank on snippets. I just no, don't think it's, it's very fair. fair. Um, but one to watch out for, which we've mentioned before, is Nina Kralich, who performed in 2016 mm-hmm. with Lighthouse and made the final. And also Mia Negovetic, who was runner-up to Demir last year, just losing on tiebreak. Mm. Um, so that those two artists to look out for. Put on a good show they do in Croatia. I enjoy their national final. Yeah, so, um, and just two things before we wrap up. For number one, we've got to thank our researchers yes. this week, uh, Kyriakos Sinovitz, as always. Um, thanks very much to him for his Lithuanian coverage again. He definitely drew the short straw this year. Yeah, well done, Kyriakos. You stuck through that one well. And also Ford Carter, who did a lot for you, both Ukraine and Croatia this week as well. And Emma Gary as well. Of course, for Sweden and Melody Festival. Always great to see her work. And the last thing we need to finish with, which is some really kind of unfortunate news mm. um, from Hungary, the lead singer Oroz from AWS, who completed competed in 2018 with the song Vizlatnya, made the final iconic performance, and unfortunately he passed away mm. um, over the weekend. He'd had a battle with um, cancer um, that was kind of kept quiet, I think, and um, it was announced over the weekend, which is tragic. Really you know, He's only his 20s, so it's yeah. just, uh, you know, awful. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, our, our heart goes out to his family and friends. It's just a, a real tragedy to see someone so talented struck down at such a young age. I, I, I know. It's just it's really, really awful. And I know a lot of fans um, out there will, will feel that because, you know, a lot of people have a strong connection to that. So, um, you know, awful, awful news. But um, I thought we'd just go out with a little bit of a, a clip of Vizlatnya. Yeah, one of the highlights of 2018 when we were at the show. Always loved watching it live. It was fantastic. Unforgettable. And it's a good way to celebrate yes. his life rather than um, commiserate too much, I guess, in a way. Absolutely.
All right. Thanks. Look after yourselves and your loved ones. All right. Thanks, guys. See you Thanks, later. Guys. Bye-bye. Peace out,